What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Pick 6 Podcast, CBS Sports Daily NFL Podcast. I'm Will Brinson. I'm your host. I had forgotten what, is it September 10th? Is that right? Yeah. Right. Oh, nice. I finally got one. Uh, it is uh, Friday. Well, I guess it's Thursday. Uh, it's Friday, September 10th. It is after midnight now. The Cowboys and the Buccaneers just wrapped up the 2021 NFL season opener. The Bucks. and stop me if you heard this before. The Bucks and Tom Brady, or just Tom Brady, drives down the field for a game-winning field goal to secure the victory. 31-29 over the Dallas Cowboys. This is the TNF recap. We will have, of course, in the feed, our, I don't want to call it, I, I hate, I, I called it our signature show when we recorded it, but I, I don't like calling it that because you guys aren't on it. Because I feel like our the whole the whole thing is that we're all, you know, the super friends thing. But it is a good show. This is a better show. This is the signature show. What do you think? Brian Wilson, John Breach, what's up? Hey, yeah, football's back. That was exciting. Um, you know, before we get into it, I'll just say I was surprised at how well the Cowboys played. I think, Britson, you and I were on HQ a few days ago. You and Breach were on HQ earlier. Before you, before you. Oh, yeah. yeah. Can we introduce me before you start breaking down the game, Ryan? It's like, Ryan, no, 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 wait, wait, wait. Before we do God. that, let's, I'd rather talk about Bud Light before we talk about John Breach. What are we going to say? Breach, what's up, buddy? Hi, hi, Will. I'm only saying hi to you. <laughs> he called me this episode. Wheel. That's what you get for introducing him. Wheel. This episode How is brought you? to you by. Oh yes. Bud Light Pick Six Podcast is presented by Bud Light, the official beer sponsor of the NFL. Share a limited edition Bud Light team can with us. As you listen along, you saw Breach's Bengals can in over Ryan Wilson's right shoulder. You can see his blitz bag cans or bottles, actually. Actually, I guess Breach is a bottle, too. And so is mine. Two states, one team, the Carolina Panthers. Hashtag for the fans. These, bottle, these bottles are actually awesome. They're 16-ounce uh, aluminum bottles. Perfect for sipping responsibly through a football game. And if you want to sip one with us, go to BudLight.com slash delivery now to order. As I mentioned, I got my Panthers bottles here. And I'm ready to cheer the Panthers on and have them win us money, even if it means betting against them with the Jets this week. Again, BudLight.com slash delivery. Go get yours. In the feed. Uh, noon on Friday, Debo says, best bets will be released. So uh, myself, Kenny White's not doing it this year. There's there's some time constraints and some issues with HQ. Uh, Breach and I were on there with Emory Hunt earlier on Thursday. We will have myself, RJ White, and Pete Prisco. We have a, a killer parlay, the can't lose, can't lose parlay on there. That will be dropped at noon on Friday in the feed. Is that and coming up is week one recap. This, of course, is the Bucks and Cowboys breakdown. Ryan, as you were saying, the Cowboys are actually impressive. Yeah, it starts with Dak Prescott. The offensive line was great without Zach Martin. We can get into Mike McCarthy's decision making um, later. I had some issues. We will had some issues with that. The defense played well. Trevon Diggs struggled at times last year. Made a nice play late in the second half that um, potentially stall, staved off uh, the inevitable Tom Brady comeback. But there were a lot of positives there and um, impressed. I was actually thinking during the game, oh boy, my Washington wins the division bet. But again, it's week one. A year ago, week one, the Bucks looked completely overmatched against the Saints. Uh, a lot has changed. The only thing that hasn't changed breach is that Tom Brady is still uh, inhuman and the best football player on the planet. Yeah, whenever Tom Brady retires, if that's 10, 15, 20, 25 years from now, the NFL is going to be wide open. But until then, uh, <laughs> what he's going to do is just rip out your soul. I'm sure Cowboys fans, uh, you've had your souls ripped out many times by Tom Brady because Cowboys never beaten Tom Brady. He's now 6-0 and against them, and this one might have been the most dramatic one that we've seen. And this was, I mean, if, the, if this is indicative of what the rest of the NFL season is going to be like, yeah, we're just going to pull it out. Cause this was absolutely, uh, it was pandemonium. I like, I could not believe I, 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 I actually have already ordered a new set of hair plugs in the event that I do pull these out because the season is so intense. 
Yeah, yeah, we, got, yeah, we, we got Brinson admitting it. That's what we wanted to hear. So uh, uh, let yeah. me ask you this, Breach and Brinson. When Tom Brady got the ball back, well, how much time was on the final drive? Uh, two fifteen, I think. Oh, no, wow. no, it was under. It was under a minute twenty. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's right. Because they went through the two minute warning. Minute, minute twenty four. By the way, it was when, a minute well, twenty four. When the Cowboys, it was like two fifteen when the Cowboys got the ball, maybe. But like, it was very, very, very obvious that it was one twenty four when the Bucks got 124, the ball. One twenty four. That's right. Oh, actually, it was four fifty two when the Cowboys got the ball. I'm sorry. Yeah. Um, right. When the Cowboys got the ball, it was like, oh my god, Mike McCarthy is playing for a field goal. <laughs> And, well, and that, and I, I don't know. Do we want to start with the McCarthy play calling let me ask, right let me ask now? You let me ask you before we do that. We can go that next. One twenty-four left on the clock. Tampa Bay gets the ball at twenty-five yard line. No timeouts. timeouts yeah. Um, and the Cowboys are. Are, are you asking? Did I feel confident if the Bucks were? What percentage? What was your confidence level, percentage-wise, of Tom Brady leading a game-winning drive? A hundred percent. I was. I would say like 60% that they would cover the second half over and that they Let's would cover win. the game. 100% that they were going to win the game? Yes. Breach? Uh, you know, about 100, probably like 98 point. Like any wow. other quarterback in the NFL, I would have been at like 40% just to tell you the difference between the other quarterbacks and Tom Brady. With Brady, it was like 98.9. And it wasn't because of Brady. It was because Mike Evans was dropping passes and Chris, Chris Godwin was dropping passes and the running backs were fumbling. I was afraid that someone else was going to lose this game for the Buccaneers and that Brady was going to murder that person after the game. So I was actually worried about everyone on the Buccaneers sideline. I was at 74%. Just yeah, see, to offer some. some that is, that's an, an incorrect percentage. That's a slap in Brady's face. Uh, we, had our, uh, we had our boy Johnny from London. We did the, the Zoom call with him and I mentioned it on the picture, but... Uh, He's the one who left the review with Ryan Wilson's miserable math. 74% that Tom Brady was going to lead a game-winning yeah. drive against one of the five worst defenses in the league after Mike McCarthy let his like little b-hole turn into a, a, a firefly and played was, the field goal. Tom Brady was leading them to a win, man. 74%. I mean, Breach would take a 70% chance the Bengals win every week. Yeah, yeah but Bengals aren't, Bengals aren't Tom Brady. How many Super Bowls have you covered since you started working at CBS? Um, the answer is ten. Yeah, as I was say, I started twenty eleven. So, how many has Tom Brady been in? A lot, <laughs> like, like seven of them. Yeah, but he's lost a couple. Well, he's been in. Look, the point is, yeah, seventy four percent's high. I mean, that's insanely high. To, to breach his point, I think every other guy, you're thirty five to forty percent. So I was like, okay. And also, as breach noted, that it, what, Tom Brady was the problem. It was people around him who were the problem. So you sure. you, you had to count on that. And and. You know, you're you're dumping on the Cowboys defense. Cowboys defense actually played pretty Cowboys well. Cowboys defense was better than I thought, and the Cowboys yeah. offense was much better than Way I better. I, so I agree went. with Brinson. Wilson say they played pretty well is true. Like compared to last year, maybe. Yeah. But, you know, like Brady threw for 380 yards and four touchdowns. So I, I, they played better than last year. That's that's well. Here, here, let's let's compare it to the other team. The cat, the uh, Buccaneers defense, which is a top five defense, got their doors blown off. By, uh, by the way, I have a a buddy of mine, an internet friend of mine, who. Bet on FanDuel, twenty five dollars. That it was like alternate lines. Both Tom Brady and Dak Prescott would have four hundred plus yards passing. Oh. It was going to pay out fifteen hundred dollars, and it would have won if Chris Godwin gets in the end zone. <laughs> oh. oh yeah, yeah. Oh. You hate uh, to see it. Yeah, this is this is everything you wanted in an opening game. Absolutely. And- and I think, hey, let me ask you this. Well, let me say this. Let me ask you. We all picked the let Buccaneers. Let me ask you this. No, no. Yeah. We all picked the Buccaneers to win by double digits, right? Yep. Okay. So the Cowboys blew us all away like, in uh, a surprisingly it, good way. Buccaneers could have covered easily if Chris Godwin gets in the end zone. Do you feel better? Uh, well, no. I disagree with that. Do you feel better right now about the Cowboys and their quarterback or about the Buccaneers and where they sit in, in, the, in, in the NFC? Uh, Buccaneers are fine. Yeah. I'm not worried about the Buccaneers. I, I, feel, I, I am. I feel very good about the Cowboys, but I don't love having a quarterback you just signed to a monster extension that developed shoulder fatigue, ostensibly because he was changing his mechanic as a result of his massive ankle injury last season, throwing fifty-eight times. I understand you got to do it. That's not sustainable. It, correct. Correct. And, and then the flip it, side, yeah, go ahead. Is the Buccaneers. Why I'm not worried about the Buccaneers is here's an excellent stat from Bobby Bell on Twitter. They are the first team in NFL history 
to lose the turnover margin by at least three, have 100 or more penalty yards, allow 450 more yards of offense, and still win the game. So, like, literally everything went wrong for the Buccaneers defense, and they still won. So, I don't think they're going to play a game that bad on defense the rest of the year, and yet they still won. I'm not worried about them, but I, you know, there, there's very little margin for improvement with the Buccaneers in terms of how I felt 12 hours ago and how I feel now. The Cowboys have improved immeasurably because yes, I, I would agree with that. Yeah, that's how, that's what I'm saying. I'm not worried about Buccaneers, the Buccaneers. We were, they were going to win this game. We're like, well, I guess the Bucs are good. You know, right, exactly. they were they were going to be good no matter what happened. Whereas the Cowboys, there's a chance they play this game and we're like, man, the Cowboys are trash. Yeah, they lose 40 nothing. Like, oh, okay, that makes sense. I, I do. The Mike McCarthy thing is concerning. He made some egregious errors. So the first one that comes to mind is that is that is right before the half where he kicks a sixty yard field what goal. What are you doing? Now he got away with it because the the Buccaneers Bruce didn't, didn't call timeout and save time and right. And, and give Brady a legitimate shot at a field goal. Only Mike McCarthy could overshadow some other coach mismanaging the end of a half by his insane decision-making. I, I just don't get it, and it makes me – I'm not angry at Mike McCarthy because he's being Mike McCarthy. I'm angry because Mike McCarthy got run out of town in Green Bay for being – like antiquated, takes a year off, and then he tells everyone he's new yeah, AG. Camp out at PFF. Don't do that. Just just be who you are. Own it, and then do crap like this, and then your fans can deal with it. So that that was one of the issues that that bothered me. Breach. Uh, I saw uh, Peter Schrager, Good Morning Football, friend of the program, at least according to Brinson. I think he's been the program. Tweet out that uh, the Giant special teams coach uh, Jim Fossil's son probably talked McCarthy into getting Zerline out there because he had confidence in his kicker. Um, first of all, Mike, Mike McCarthy, if that's what happened, Mike McCarthy say, no, that ain't going to happen. That's a terrible idea. Number one. Number two, if you're Greg Zerline as a kicker and you've struggled like you did in the first half, missing an extra point and honking a 31-yard field goal, do you want to try a 60-yard field goal? Yeah, no. No no special teams <laughs> No special teams coordinator has the kind of sway to say, let, if there was three seconds left in the half and the half runs out, and so the other team doesn't get any plays. That's different. Then you send your kicker out. When you have a guy who's missed an extra point, who missed a 31-yard a, field goal. A, a bunny. He missed, a, 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 he missed bunny. a field goal short of an extra point, and he missed it. That, that miss might have been further away from a, a goalpost. Like horizontal goalposts are wide. Like, 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 it was it was like, like, it was like 45 yards left. Well, that was, and so you that don't soccer. Let me make my joke real quick, Brent. Uh, if that were soccer, that would have been a throw-in. That was exactly. And the reason, the reason that logic doesn't work—that you send him out there because you send your kicker out to get his confidence up with like a twenty-five-yard field goal, not a sixty-yard field goal <laughs> that he might miss by forty yards, because then his confidence is even lower going to halftime. Then you—I mean, if you ask any Cowboys fan how they felt when Zerline was trying that forty-eight yarder to put the Cowboys in the lead at the end of the game, I guarantee you probably. 80% of them thought he was going to miss and a hundred percent of them were nervous as right. hell thinking that he was going to miss because of what he had done earlier in the game. So uh, yeah, I'm not, I don't buy that. I don't think, I think McCarthy just made uh, a bad decision that ended up somehow working out. Can I, can I, uh, first of all, before, before I get to my, I, I think I have a ice cold take presented by Bud Light Brewing, but before we get there, the Irish YouTube commenter asked if you switch coaches, would the Cowboys have won? I, that's a great question. I don't know the answer because I'm not sure that Bruce Arians made a particularly bunch of good decisions. In he, he's not kicking a field goal with 60. With challenge 60. he had. You, let me ask you guys this. He ran on first down all the time. He, he like let Rojo fumble. Rojo fumble. So he's like, ah, we're going to Leonard Fournette. They're, they're calling screen passes to Leonard Fournette when no one. Like no one of the Cowboys can handle Antonio Brown and Chris Godwin. All you do is have to let them. No, to be fair, Tom Brady threw the ball fifty times, and they had fourteen rushes. So it wasn't like they ran the ball fifty times. No, they didn't run the ball at all. I thought you just said they ran the ball too much. No, they just ran on first down a bunch. Oh, okay. They would get the ball back, run on first down, get a first down, run on first down. I, I would, I would better those fourteen rushes that ten of them were on first down. Well. You know, if you play the game a thousand times and Bruce Arians coaches the Cowboys, he's winning probably 900 of them. Well, let me ask you this. Take in the same vein, if Kellen Moore had been the head coach of the Cowboys tonight, do they win? 
Because I feel like everything bad was a dumb decision by Mike McCarthy when you have Kellen Moore calling a brilliant offensive game plan. Oh, my God. <laughs> that happened, Devo. So let's get to my ice cold take. Oh, no. No, I think that Kellen Moore is going to Jason Garrett, Mike McCarthy, <laughs> a.k.a. Kellen Moore is the wonder boy, the former Cowboys backup quarterback that Jerry Jones is infatuated with. And he has the uh, successful windbreak wearing windbreaker why is he wearing a windbreaker in tampa he sweated through that thing 17 times what are you doing mike mccarthy that's a bad life decision he is gonna fire mike mccarthy mid-season and replace him with kellen moore that's my ice cold take presented by bud light oh my god i, I love it i mean look that what was if what if he hires uh kellen moore but he demotes mike mccarthy to offensive coordinator <laughs> Do you keep the job if you're McCarthy? Mike McCarthy? Do that. That's that would be hilarious, but you can't do that. There's there, there would be have to be contractual issues and like all kinds of different stuff. I, I do think that's because because if you look at the way the Cowboys' offense ran early in that game, Kellen Moore was doing a lot of really creative stuff, tight end screens, like rolling Dak out, getting him in motion, and the Cowboys were moving the ball really well. And I I think he'll get praise from the media. I think Mike McCarthy will get killed for his in-game decision-making. And Jerry Jones is not completely like the, the Johnsons in New York, but you saw that, that Brian Costello piece in the New York Post where he said that basically the downfall of the Jets is that they listen to the media, which is kind of ironic, I guess. But I feel like Jerry Jones could hear all this noise could start building. Kellen Moore could be calling great game plans, doing really well. You know, getting in the buzz for head coaching positions next year, and Jerry Jones might panic, fire Mike McCarthy if they if they have a losing record, and install Kellen Moore as the head coach. I will say Jerry Jones defended Mike McCarthy tooth and nail last year when he kept getting asked about why is he going to retain him. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe I feel like Mike McCarthy and Jerry Jones seem to have a good relationship, but you have a good relationship with Jerry Jones until you don't, I suppose. So, look. I wouldn't have hired Mike McCarthy. I wish him all the luck in the world. I don't want people to lose their jobs, but he he hasn't exactly blown the doors off his return to the NFL. No. And, you know, he went to Skyline Chili in Cincinnati, claimed he went to PFF for a weekend, and, and is just making analytical mistakes left and right. And then let's see on the opening drive of the second half, he kicks a field goal from the three yard line. Oh, right. That's the other one. Fourth that is goal. not what uh, analytical Andy would do. You have a <laughs> analytical Andy. Fourth yeah. and goal from the three-yard line 10 minutes ago in the third quarter. They're trailing 21-16, and he kicks. And if you talk to the math nerds, and um, Ben Baldwin has the fourth down decision bot on Twitter if you want to follow that to give you an idea of whether you should do it or not. The recommendation is strong that you go for it. It increases your win probability by 4.2%. Um. So naturally, he kicked it, which brings you back throw, to throw the nerd stuff out the window, and let's just let's be uh, like you know football meatheads, fo- football football steak faces for a second. Drew Ahurst on YouTube says absolutely nothing wrong with Skyline Chili, except for the fact that hey Drew, really well, Skyline together sometime, I'll buy it for you. Yeah, go go meet Breach in Cincinnati. Um, Make sure it's a well lit area. Out the window, you are a coach who just. Captained a disastrous season in your second year with a quarterback who just got a massive contract and is dealing with multiple injuries. You're up against the defending Super Bowl champions. Tom Brady is their quarterback. Do you, you your defense is bottom five in the league last year? You drafted a bunch of rookies to make it better. Should you kick field goals or try to score touchdowns? This isn't hard. You do what you did in the Seattle Green Bay game and just kick a bunch of field goals to the one yard line. Exactly. That is, you're coaching scared. I'm the king of field goals. I love as many field goal attempts as possible. And the fact that I disagreed with two different field goal attempts, that might be a new record for a game because I'm always all about going the field goals. Six yarder is a bad idea. And you are playing, like you just said, Brenton, the defending Super Bowl champions. You're only down 21 16. Worst case scenario is you don't get it. And the Buccaneers get the ball on the two-yard line, their own two-yard line. They have to make something happen. And your defense has been playing reasonably well, not great, but good enough that you think they can keep the Buccaneers from driving 98 yards. Hey, by the way, if you're watching on YouTube, 
Uh, obviously, this this podcast will be in the feed on Friday morning. But if you're watching on YouTube right now, live as we're streaming, and if you want to watch on YouTube live in the future, go to youtube.com slash pick six, hit the subscribe button. If you're if you're if you're if you are watching now, please hit the like button. It helps us a ton. I, I yeah, I'm not as smart as my son when it comes to you know YouTube matters, internet matters. Wilson and I used to be pretty good at this, and Bre- Breach is still good at it. But um, hit the like button and comment. And if, if if you have a question or a comment about the game, toss it in there. We'll answer it. We'll throw it up on the screen. Uh, the best part about this podcast is interacting with you nut jobs because we're nut jobs too. So. Yeah, I mean, like, I, I don't, I think Mike McCarthy is just the same guy, Green Bay, but he didn't have Aaron. Dak Prescott is an elite quarterback. The difference is he has a beard and he wears a windbreaker. That's the difference. My, my buddy Nathan was beating on this windbreaker. He'd sweat, he'd sweat. It, those do, you never see it when they go, when they do the anthem cuts before the game. And they, those guys were pouring sweat. Amari Cooper looked like he'd be doing, like, like, a, a triathlon, pouring sweat before the game. Tampa humidity in, in September is off the charts. And Mike McCarthy is out there in a windbreaker. We have to ask ourselves, is this guy good at decision-making if he's wearing a, if he's X pounds and wearing a giant windbreaker on the sidelines at Tampa in September? My answer would be no. Yeah, I mean, you're not going to get any disagreement from us. Um, but let's not focus too much on Mike McCarthy. Let's, let's talk about the good. We can talk about the Dallas good first. Dak Prescott. He looks he he's looks as sharp as ever, maybe the best he's ever played. And that team is going to the playoffs if Dak Prescott plays like that every week. But you mentioned it, Brinson. He can't throw the ball 58 times a week. So they have to get a running game on track. We talked about this on HQ on Wednesday. The Dak Prescott 59 under, whatever it was, that was a stone cold lock. There was no way he was rushing for north of 55 yards just because um they didn't fall behind early, but it was a shooting match, and Zeke Elliott never really got going. But I think Dak Prescott, Amari Cooper, CeeDee Lamb had a couple drops, one that led to an interception, um, but made some big plays down the stretch. Dalton Schultz got involved off, uh, in terms of the passing game. And the offensive line balled out without Zach Martin. VDVA gave the interior lineman some trouble. but Dude, he, is a, he is a problem. <laughs> he is a grown man. But for the most part, I, I think they exceeded everyone's expectations. And I, I mean, after week one, you know, we always say you can't overreact after week one. I feel good about what the how the Cowboys look. And I have not been I've been bearish on the Cowboys all offseason because I've been on the, the football team um train. But that short of winning that football game, which they almost did, I don't know what else they could have done outside of the Mike McCarthy play calling decisions. Yeah. Yeah. And if you're a if you're a Cowboys fan and you were coming to this game thinking, okay, we need to not lose by double digits. I think you. I think you feel really in. I mean, it, it's sort of. It's it's tough to weigh whether you're excited about what's going to happen this season because the offense looks legitimate. I mean, Amari Cooper is probably going to end up being the steal of fantasy drafts. He Dak Dak targeted him six times. 13 catches, 139 yards, two touchdowns. C.D. Lamb, 15 targets, seven catches. Like C.D. Lamb's going to be the steal because, you know, Amari Cooper is somebody you uh, pick, was going you before Amari. Up high. No, Amari yeah. Cooper was going up high. No, C.D. was going before Amari. What? You, what do you what play fantasy football? leagues you playing in? Do you play fantasy football, Breach? Yeah, I win all the time. Oh, that's the first dunk of the regular season. What a dunk? He did, what is he doing? Fine, I'll dunk. Oh, 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 up high, down. Sorry, I hit the wrong button. Uh, <laughs> oh, he missed! He missed! Oh, and he may have pulled a hamstring. He had like five chances to play that earlier when we were talking about Greg Zerline. Was that week one or week two, Breach? That, that was but, week one. Chargers. Oh, Chargers, so, Chargers yeah, that is one. almost 52 weeks old. That is a great clip. Oh, that is an all-timer. Uh, uh, so, uh, uh, David Wilson asked, can Dallas's defense be successful by balancing, giving up a bunch of yards, with forcing turnovers. The the theoretical answer to that is yes. The, the problem is that turnovers turnovers are random in terms of which way they go. Number like one Chris Godwin's fumble at the one it was peanut punchy, I guess. Yeah, he sort there of was, there was one fumble that was definitely punchy. The Godwin fumble the, the Rojo was definitely punchy. The yeah, no, one. no. The right yeah, the, Demarcus Lawrence did the, the peanut punch on Ronald Jones. The Godwin one was just a solid hit. 
the, a fumble that, shouldn't have happened. Really bad by God. And, and you know, like like Ryan said, it's a lot of luck because then uh, Tom Brady's first interception bounced off Leonard Fournette's hands. Right. Literally, uh, a normal person catches that. Wilson could have <laughs> caught that. He would have been tackled instantly, but he still catches it. And Seven then, to ten people would have caught that with like accidentally. Yes, yes. And then the second interception was obviously the hail mary. So all the turnovers were, you know, like if you're the Cowboys, you cannot count. I would say the Demarcus Lawrence forced fumble was the only one that they, they actually. Was it three or do they have four? There's three, right? There's four. Two interceptions and two fumbles. Oh, right, right. So the Goblin fumble, the peanut punch, the two hail interceptions that should. Yeah, I wouldn't. I, I don't think so. No, I mean those were bad. Those are bad luck. Bucks turnovers for them. But night. I think that the Dallas defense showed signs of being okay. Dan Quinn appears to know what he's doing with that Dallas. I think they're going to get better. So the only reason I can't buy their stock right now is because the Buccaneers only ran the ball 14 times. And what was the Cowboys weakness last year? They could not stop the run. And so if we have a team that comes out there and runs it 30 times on them, they might end up rushing for 150 yards because that's what the Cowboys gave up last year, like 160 yards per game. But so who's still, who's running all over them in the NFC East, though? That's the question. Well, I mean, they don't play any NFC East game. I mean, till like the end of the season, you got to play. I think Washington can. They play the Chargers. Awesome, man. Next week, Chargers might run. I, I think if you're a Cowboys fan, you, you take you take uh, a lot of satisfaction out of this win because if you can play like this against this defense, you have to feel good about facing Washington's defense twice. Shout out, Redo Heat Sully. Pick six, best in the business. Hit that like button, bro. Uh, Timothy Vincent says, I hope we get another soundbite as good as that missed call. Well, just wait oh, till here's, oh, we, this might be one. I'm probably the wrong button. We'll try. Pull up your pants, take off the bra, and be a man. <laughs> I was going to say, we, we have 17 weeks of Bengals football. There'll be something to come out of one of those games. Um, no okay. offense, <laughs> I don't know where we're going from here. Um, well, we, we talked about the sack real quick, the uh, Zach Martin being out. And even though it was only one sack, it was actually a huge one because it came on the series where the 60-yard field goal happened, <laughs> where the Cowboys were in easy field goal range just before the half, and then Dak took that 12-yard sack. And, I mean, that's a game-changer right before the half because if you st- – I mean, uh, I mean, I guess who knows if Zerline makes that based on how earlier in the half went. But if you make that, you know, you have a little bit of momentum going into the half. You're, you're not just completely disappointed in your kicker. So just change things a little bit. Um, but that was a huge sack because it forced the Cowboys out of field goal range. Yeah, it feels like the Bucks could have won this by fifteen or twenty, if yeah. if things didn't. I mean, come on, the three lucky turnovers, and then you look at what Dallas did offensively from a run game perspective. And, and look, Tampa Bay is hard to run on. But what I thought was interesting when we talk about Kellen Moore and Timothy Vincent had a good comment in the YouTube chat about uh, Zeke Elliott as RB two. I was really surprised. Should Zeke be RB2? He did not play well last season, and with a much-improved O-line, still did not play well tonight is the comment. I was really surprised that the Cowboys didn't come out and execute Jerry Jones's from on high order and feed Zeke early, feed Zeke often, keep Tony Pollard off the field. I, I have to look at the snaps. I, I don't I don't actually don't have it in front of me, but I would guess it's- Zeke had 11 carries. Tony had three. Yeah, but Pollard had four targets for four catches. Zeke had two, two for. I mean, Zeke averaged three yards a rush and three yards a, a catch. I thought Zeke actually looked a little quicker than he did. He's certainly skinnier and appeared to be in better shape. And, you know, every offseason we joke about these guys coming in better shape, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, I'm not concerned. Like, you know, we just said the Buccaneers aren't exactly the easiest team to run on. So I, well, I just think, I just think it's, it's foolish. I mean, they could just have Tony Pollard without Zeke's contract. Well, that no, the next my next point is going to be just don't pay the running back. And you know, Prisco. Here's here's what I would watch for next week or, or for this for on Sunday. So the Chargers are playing the Washington football team, which is a good defense. I want to see how Washington does against the Chargers. Eckler's hurt. No, no, no I don't care about the Chargers offense. I want to see how Washington does offensively against oh. the Chargers because. If the Chargers are unable to slow down Washington, then I think next week the Cowboys at Chargers over is a really good look. Oh, you're I think Tampa's defense is good. Brunson with the I, next I level overthought. What's yeah. that? Playing four-dimensional over chess. Right. This is, this is <laughs> well, let's say, it over, let's say I mean that's how that's smart gambling. You start to look ahead and 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 you, Breach, we do a damn 
early lines podcast live podcast on Sunday evening in week one where we're trying to pick and I'm, I'm, I'm playing 40 chess I guess you guys are saying I'm the Belichick of this podcast but that's kind of what we're saying you're the Belichick of the I guess I should just taking the compliment and let it let it run yeah 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 <laughs> keep going uh, let me let me guys ask you this uh were you more impressed with Gronkowski's contributions or maybe guys ask you this I think you did I said let me let me what I say you said, let me guys ask you. Oh, this. let me ask you this. Um, I was trying to. It is 1 a.m. It's too late for Ryan. Yeah, it is way too late. Um, were you more impressed by Gronkowski contributions or A.B.'s? Uh, A.B., but man, Gronk. Oh, really? 1A and 1B, I think, in that spot. Because I, I, I'm i actually pretty upset at myself for not. So R.J. White, our buddy, sharp guy, right? comes to the podcast and says, you should bet Antonio Brown to lead the league in receiving yards. I, I said on the HQ show that we did, Antonio Brown over 59 yards is the easiest layup. It hit the first quarter. First quarter, at 77. 71, but yes, close. Three catches. Yeah. Um, no, And, and uh, on our HQ show, too, I said uh, over receptions, four and a half. That snuck in there. <laughs> But yeah, pretty, that's actually surprising. It was that low? Yeah, it was. It, it also worth noting Gronkowski, who you know a year ago, I will admit, I said he's just basically a glorified offensive tackle at this point. Uh, he wasn't healthy apparently, and he's a lot better. OJ Howard ran one route on Thursday night. I think I think they're so a couple a couple of things on the. This is a great question, Ryan. Um, on the uh, weapons for Tampa Bay, one, if you find a Cameron, if if Rob Gronkowski and OJ Howard are both healthy. And you can find any under on Cameron Braid, any number. Tonight it was eight and a half. Eight and a half what? Yards. Oh, I thought you meant targets. I was like, oh my oh, God. God, no. I bet <laughs> under eight and a half receiving yards. And that was the biggest lock of the century. He he doesn't, he played, he plays like four snaps a game max if OJ Howard and Robert Gronkowski are healthy. So that is a that is a look every week moving forward if both those guys are healthy. The other concern is if you're if you drafted Mike Evans in fantasy. You might be banked. That's funny, though, because my concern when we were talking on the HQ show earlier this week about Antonio Brown's numbers as well, he's got to share carries with Godwin and Evans. Turns out A.B. and, and Tom Brady are, you know, in like Flynn, whereas the, the, the losers are going to be the Mike Evans, as you know, Chris Godwin. I think, Godwin's, I think Godwin's fine. Evans is a problem. He had a Chris, couple ugly drops. Who, Chris Godwin? Godwin? Chris Godwin. Evans did. I mean, Godwin, Godwin nope. did, but Evans this also. not be healthy. Godwin had that horrible fumble. Well, it wasn't horrible. As Breach noted, he just he was coming off that that spin and got got hit just right. It's still uh, even more it's about the two yard line. No, if you fumble you at the two yard line, it qualifies as horrible no matter how it happened. That's right. Well, and that's, said OJ Howard played six snaps tonight. Yes, OJ Howard didn't play a ton. There was a miss by me of the touchdown for him. But if you look at oh, what you, you did, that was your that was your pregame bet. Well, it was five to one. I mean, yeah, lose five. Oh, okay. Five that's five but if you look at what they did, I mean, how many times did they rush? What? 14. 14. If you count an Antonio Brown into round two, so really like three traditional rushes, they were not gonna they they came out firing in the passing game. Tom Brady threw fifty passes. He's forty four. I look think, it. I, th- I just I, I I think Howard would be involved. The, the point the point is take the under on camera break. Not By the, the way, as someone who's forty eight years old, I looked at Tom Brady. My first thought is forty eight. Yeah. Huh. My birthday. We had the same birthday. Um, a, no, yours is twenty seven. I'm twenty six. Yeah, but it's close enough. Uh, when you're 48, the, the whole month counts. Uh, but as, I'm, when I look at Tom Brady as a 40, when he's 44, my first thought is he has Brits and hair plugs. My second thought is he dyes his hair. There's no way he doesn't have any gray hair. Like, no gray first, hair. First of all, the only hair plugs involved here are Drew Brees. <laughs> <laughs> I will say that his, his hair plugs are better than, than Jason Witten's. But again, just embrace not having hair because all people are going to talk about is... That's definitely fake hair, right? Well, when people do the before and after, it's it's clearly... Unless it's like all of a sudden, I mean, I know we joke about my hair plugs, which are obviously not real. Like, I mean, my my entire they're really good. No, I mean, like Breeze is, Breeze is like all of a sudden he just has this like very dark hair on the top of it. I mean, if you didn't know who Drew Breeze was, you saw the guy walking down the street. Go, oh, that guy has a nice head of hair. But I, Drew Breeze, I saw you four months ago, and unless something crazy happened, and, and- how fast can you Google George Costanza? 
toupee. <laughs> this, like, this is what Drew Bees remind me of. All of a sudden, he just shows up, and he's and he, and it looked good. Like it wasn't it wasn't terrible or anything like that. Yeah, it, was good. It, was good. it looked fine, but I barely recognized him. And so that's how you know it's not real. I was like, is that Drew Brees? I literally was confused for a second. Yeah, because you you can't. I guess you could grow that hair from. Because we from he, not wearing he, your helmet for six months. <laughs> <laughs> yes, there it is. That's why Diva is the best in the biz. Look at like that's Costanza. Costanza. I mean, he's just bald. So look and at then, look, you see Jason Alexander's hair down there, right there. And this is why you watch on YouTube, man. I mean, you think yeah. that guy had that hair? Get out of here! Come on. Anywho, um, yeah, you know, fine for I'm. I don't care. That's good for Drew Brees. But I'm in fine. I'm fine also embracing the baldness. Tom Brady. I was just saying when I look at Tom Brady, someone in my late forties, I'm like, oh my god, that guy doesn't have one single gray hair. How is that possible? But I guess if you eat avocado ice cream and, and don't eat carbs, by the way, Tom Brady's had more work than. By the way, I will say this: Tom Brady's know, jawline. He's had jawline jaw implants. I guarantee. I don't know. I, I'm not. I can. I can neither confirm nor deny that. I don't know if you guys saw the uh, subway commercial with Tom Brady. That was actually pretty good, where he's sniffing the the bread. What about the What about the cryptocurrency commercial? I didn't see that one. Hey, How Tom, did you not Tom see Brady's Giselle shilling? was in it? You didn't see Giselle? He's shilling cryptocurrency. What's wrong uh, with you, imagine, imagine going back to 2002 and you find somebody, you're, hey, listen, the guy Brady who just won the Super Bowl in uh, in, in 19 years. years. He's going to be the reigning Super Bowl champion. He's going to be playing for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And he's going to be doing a cryptocurrency commercial on Thursday Night Football on NBC to kick off the season. What What's the least believable thing in there? Because there's a I, lot. I would have said, I just understood three words that you said. I don't know <laughs> what you're saying. Can you imagine telling somebody in 2001, like, I'm telling you, cryptocurrency going to be huge. I am now more, you got to do a read, but I am now convinced more than ever that this is all, this, this whole thing we're living in is one big simulation. It just does. It's just too much crazy stuff. Are you the, saying that because uh, the Matrix 4 preview came out today? I was saying it before it's the timing, Matrix 4 Ryan. preview, and then it came out. All right, go ahead. The NFL season is here to celebrate Bud Light. Just unveiled their limited edition team can't design for the fans. There's a custom design for each fan base, and we can prove that because we have three of 32. Panthers. This could be like a uh, Captain Planet situation if Breach has one. Yenza for life. He does. We have some of ours tonight. We'll crack a few more on Sunday. They're hitting stores now, and you are the only beer you're going to want to have in your fridge this season. Head over to BudLight.com slash delivery. And when you get there, you actually will be kind of floored by the number of options you have to have beer sent to your house, which, again, go back to 2002 and tell someone they can have beer delivered to their house. A bunch of Bud uh, I mean, my gosh. On your phone. You just you hit some buttons on your phone. It'll show up. Can you imagine telling somebody that in 2002? On my landline? Which button do I hit? They didn't have that in Back to the Future. You couldn't even tell them. Like, are, are we telling about the YouTube show? Because that would blow their mind, too. <laughs> That's a good point, Breach. Yes, some 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 insane human will be telling you about uh, how you can have beer delivered to your house on a live YouTube show by going to BudLight.com slash delivery to get your beer delivered to your house. Now, Icy Blue, baby. All right. So, uh, are we are we done? <laughs> you know, real quick on the Cowboys, because you know, Brinson, we were both kind of agreed that uh, you know the the Buccaneers maybe could have won a blowout if Godwin doesn't fumble at the two yard line and was the score as close as it looks. And kind of look going back in the game, I kind of start to feel like it was. And this was just kind of because the the Cowboys' first drive, they probably should have scored a touchdown. Oh, Dak made one bad throw the whole night, and was when he underthrew CD Lamb uh, on that first drive, it would have set him up at the 18 yard line. Oh, CD, was CD, like, oh boy, we got shoulder situation here. Right? CD no, the, everyone actually, thought that, yeah, yeah. but CD could have caught that ball. It was a tough catch. Yeah, he it, 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 it was, but you can't like blank. Dak should have made that throw easy because he was wide open. All of a sudden, the Cowboys would have at the 18 yard line, first and ten, and you know you're probably getting a field goal, but who knows? Because you have Greg Zerline. Uh, so, so I thought that changed the game a little bit. And then again, CD lamb Dak hits him with a strike on the only interception, uh, that Dak threw. Mm. Remember when it happened, everybody's like, what is Dak doing? There's, there's four Buccaneers players there. Then you show the replay and it literally hit CD lamb right in the chest. And I'm between, sure he was, he was worried about guys. Getting, I'm yeah. sure he was worried about getting his clock clean by those three guys. And you kind of put your eyes elsewhere and boom, it bounces off your chest. So, 
you look at those two things, and after the interception, the Buccaneers got a touchdown. And, and so that was kind of uh, takes away, you know, if, if the Buccaneers score on the Godwin series at the end, you can say, what if the interception doesn't happen? Or what if Dak Prescott, you know, makes that throw on the first drive? So I think there were enough mistakes on both sides. Wilson. This final score is pretty indicative of how the game was played. Wilson, you know what's happening right here, right? Oh, no. Breach, Breach. bot. Breach bot's back. Oh. <laughs> the breach bot is back. This is a great question. Diva's reading my brain. I was about to, I was about to point this out. There's a couple questions we want to get to on the YouTube chat. Again, youtube.com slash pick six. After, are we doing, I think we're doing this every Thursday and Monday, for the rest of time. Every Thursday and Monday night until Wilson turns 50. We're going to be my doing God. And, and Sunday. Right. You realize you'd be 50 years old. Dude. Right like, well, you know, it's funny. So like uh, the first, my super, first Super Bowl, before we get to the question, was Indianapolis. And I was, uh, so that was uh, 11 years ago. Prisco was like, what was he? He was 49. 5, 80. I don't know. So he was 49 at that Super Bowl, a year older than I am now. Oh, my God. That's that's how crazy <laughs> that's that is. Pretty crazy. Yeah. Uh, all right. So anyway, we'll get a couple questions. If you want to ask questions to us live after these primetime games, we are doing these on YouTube. Come hang out. It's a, it's a, it's a good time. Uh, Tom asks, who will win the NFC East? Uh, obviously, after Dallas has a loss. I would... I would uh, I would guess that Caesars has not updated these odds, and if I I'll I'll put my personal spin on them. I will say Dallas is plus one seventy five, Washington is plus one ninety, the Giants are plus three seventy five, and the Eagles are plus four twenty five. After just just and and maybe that's maybe it's more maybe it's closer to this because everyone expected Dallas to lose. And in fact, maybe Dallas is plus one twenty because they look good. I I don't know. I mean, but but uh, make your pick. Winner of the NFCs. Well, I we just did our preseason predictions for every single thing that's going to happen. I picked uh, Washington to win the division, so I'm going to stick with that. But I, as I mentioned at the top of the podcast, I was thinking during the game that you believe Dallas is a lot better than I thought they were going to be. We yeah. our big concerns was okay, what is Dak going to look like because we haven't seen him in forever, eleven months, and Mike McCarthy obviously, and then of course the defense. Uh, two of the three things were really were one was really really good, one was above average for me. I think Breach thought the defense was average, and Mike McCarthy was below average. So I, I think it's pretty close. We haven't seen Washington play yet, so we'll, we'll get some idea about that on Sunday. But I'm going to stick with Washington. But the Cowboys, I feel a lot better about their chances than I did uh, to start the day on Thursday. So you are switching to the Cowboys? No, I said I just said I'm going to stay with Washington. I'm I'm simpatico with Wilson here. I I'm still with Washington, but I would say that uh, my nervous level. Yeah, raised to Greg Zerline status. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> I am still 100% on the Washington bandwagon. The Cowboys Ooh. were awesome on Thursday, but I don't think that tells me about how well, they're going to look. There's an internal breach bot battle happening right now. Well, I, it, it doesn't tell me how they're going to look to the rest of the season. Number one, we no, still, we, we still don't know if they can stop the run. And number two, I feel like they came out with kind of this element of surprise that the Buccaneers really weren't ready for. Because when you play the Cowboys and Mike McCarthy, you're expecting him to give the ball to Ezekiel Elliott 25 times and just cram the ball because that's what Mike McCarthy does. And they finally just said, you know what? Let's chuck it up 55 times and see what happens because that's the only way we're going to beat the Buccaneers. And so now that teams are ready for the possibility of Dallas throwing it 55 times and the fact that they might take Zeke out if that's what's best for them, uh, you know, I don't think they're going to be able to surprise teams like they did to Tampa tonight. So I, I, I still think Dallas is going to win eight or nine games, and I still think Washington's going to win. The I, game. I will say that the so the difference between Kellen Moore, like Kellen Moore, appears to have, I don't know if he's gained power or say in how to run the offense. He's obviously the offensive coordinator, but Mike McCarthy is ultimate say. The fact that they didn't run it a ton, even though it was a close game. I think it's good because Tampa Bay is a great run defense, especially with Vita Vey in there. And they did a lot of Kellen Morey things that were not Mike McCarthy things. I, that's worth that's worth watching. If they are letting Kellen Moore have more input and say into how the offense is run versus Mike McCarthy, I think that benefits the Cowboys as a whole. Uh, the other question. I'm well, wait, let me ask you this, Brinson, because you no. guys both said you or Ann Wilson, because you guys both said you feel good about the Cowboys. If you had to make a pick right now without knowing how good the Chargers are, who do you pick in week two between the Cowboys and the Chargers? Chargers. Uh, over. No. <laughs> 
40. Yes, Brinson. Well, here's, here's the thing. No, but the, do you pick do you do you pick the Cowboys or Chargers to win that game? Obviously, you Chargers. can change. Ooh, I don't. I mean, how many? Oh, I bet there are a bunch of Cowboys fans in LA. It's in LA. Here's yeah. the thing. Because then they're 0 2. Then they're 0 2. Justin and, Herbert. Justin if, Herbert. If, was, uh, no, but here's I've been saying, I've been pounding this drum, and I'm going to keep pounding it. Justin Herbert, and I don't want to doubt Justin Wilson's drum. He's awesome. No, no, no. I'm saying that Justin Herbert has never played against an NFL defense in an NFL stadium in an away game with a yeah. full crowd. He's played. He played at Oregon for four years. Uh, do you want a fun, a more fun stat? Uh, well, that wasn't even a stat, but yeah, I'd love a fun stat. <laughs> uh, well, a stat. Do you want a fun fact based on your stat? Oh, we missed. Justin Herbert and the Chargers went one and three last year in any game that had more than five thousand people in attendance, and their only win was in Week Seventeen when the Chiefs rested all their starters. How do you have that stat on hand? That is insane. Because you're, I looked it up. You are a serial killer. He right, just made yeah. it up. It's not even real. That's no one, true. No one cares. Uh, I feel like no. See, Breach makes stuff up that's not NFL related. But like he running marathons in two hours. Yeah, he doesn't make up <laughs> NFL stats. He doesn't make up obscure NFL stats. If Breach tells you an obscure NFL stat, it's probably true. Yeah, one that stat three. is so far out there. It's an impressive stat. It means. There's also no way I'm ever researching that. It means literally nothing to me. Five thousand people. Why is that the cutoff? What happens with six? Well, it was people? the cutoff because the other games there was like seven hundred and fifty people in attendance, and I'm not counting that. My whole concern with the Herbert thing and is, and then there was zero. He's got a new head coach, a new OC, a new center, new multiple new offensive linemen, including one who's a rookie, and communicating is going to be a lot harder with a full stadium. And I will say, I will team. just. Those are all fair concerns. I will say that everything you mentioned is an upgrade from what they had last year. And I love I will, the Chargers this year. I will still take Brandon Staley, knowing literally nothing about him other than what he did last year over Mike McCarthy. So if I'm doing the matchups, defense, I'm taking the Chargers. Quarterback, it, Dak is probably a, an advantage based on this week, but we know yeah, what Justin Herbert can do. And I'm taking the coach. So that's why, I, I mean. The, Blind, I will. It's, it's like Brandon Staley is actually involved in a horrific car accident. He only has one leg and one arm. I'll still take him over my. Yes, that's a, that's morbid. I'll take God Brandon Staley. I'll take Don Staley. I'll take Deuce Staley. Last week on this podcast, I'll take any Staley over Mike McCarthy. Name a Staley. I'm taking that person over Mike McCarthy. What? Uh, how far down the state? Well, speaking, I got De- I got Deuce, Don, and Brandon. Well, I, don't oh, know those, I thought you said Lane from Allison Chains. R.I.P. Oh yeah. The other thing about the Cowboys, the other concern is red zone. Got inside the twenty four times, only scored a touchdown. Once, if they had just gone fifty percent, well, uh, again, Mike McCarthy is a scared coach. Yeah, I think. Uh, oh, do the Tampa secondary injuries concern you at all? Yes, Oliver Lloyd asked that. Absolutely, I think. And again, credit the Cowboys; they didn't. Jason Garrett would have run the ball forty times and tried to win with the run game, and it wouldn't have worked, especially with Zach Martin out. The Cowboys said. We're not going to run with no Zach Martin against that defensive front and those linebackers. And they threw and they moved Dak around a bit and they got guys open and they ran some unique plays that I don't think people expected them to see or expected to see from them. And uh, uh, who's, uh, oh gosh, uh, who's the, the, he's got the three names, the John Murphy Bunting. Thank you. John Murphy Bunting. John, John. Probably, probably out for a bit. Yeah, I didn't see the replay, but I saw our buddy Danny Kelly from the Ringer tweet out, "Why do we keep showing these replays?" I don't know why we do this. Show these injury replays on the uh, on football games. Quit doing that. I mean, you get yelled at if you don't show them. You get yelled at if you do. Who's yelling at? I don't. I, no one wants to see that. Anyway, I, I Mike Garofalo of NFL Network he's, said he's going to miss some time. He said it Brian may not be as long. As you Saw think, but. is like a popular movie. People <laughs> people go and see Human Centipede. Like there are sickos watching stuff. That these are the people that want to see injuries. I'm not saying that's me, Brinson. I'm just saying that there is an audience. For By us. the way, people. Oh, okay, oh, my, oh my god! Oh my god! I was like, is Diva about to show Saul on the YouTube? I know. Like most people, uh, uh, camp out for. Like, like, I love that Wilson's like, why don't we not show an elbow injury? Breach is like, people love Saw. Yeah. Breach is <laughs> like, Breach pulling a saw part. out. He's going to saw his arm off. <laughs> All right, settle down, Breach. Uh, uh, angriest in the uh, the. By the way, Mike guy. Edwards got hurt too. He had to leave the game, so that's also another concern. Yeah, I, I I think the back end of the Bucks defense is a problem. But that's why you had the front seven. Sure. Yeah. Shaq, Shaq Barrett got a sack. Vita VA was doing damage. Um, I didn't realize that uh, Joe Tryon added uh, 
they have they might lead the league in players for three names. Joe Tryon, um, his new I don't remember his last name now. He's he's added on a what do you Joe Tryon Bunting? Shoyinka. Joe Tryon Shoyinka. Um, I don't know what that I heard um Chris Collins was saying Joe Tryon Shoyinka. I was like, what is he talking about? I feel like I was watching like a Premier League game for a second because I didn't recognize the name. And then he added a hyphen to his name. I'm not sure why he added it. Just like when uh when Mike Stanton went, uh, just veered hard, uh, and he was, he was Giancarlo growing up, but he was Mike Stanton, and all of a sudden he's just like, I'm going to be Giancarlo Stanton. I had no idea that was the same person because I don't really follow baseball closely. That's hysterical. But anyway, my point is they have uh, Tryon Choyinka as well, so uh, I, I think the front seven is obviously really good, and perhaps that can overcome some of the losses in the back end until they get those guys healthy. And I'm not trying to you know make light of Tryon's name. It's awesome that he does that. But no, but I mean, you uh, know. Um, Jason Oway changed his name after they after he got drafted. Sean Murphy Bunny did name that you have to do that. Sean Murphy Bunny did the same thing, and so maybe it's after they get drafted they decide they they want to. Right. Once you sign that rookie contract, you're like, I'm going to go by my normal name because Joe Tryon Shawinka would have been problematic for people to pronounce and people to deal with. It, yeah, it, perhaps it's like ce- celebs do that. Uh, there's somebody who did a somebody really famous who's done that. I can't think of it right now. Anyway, uh, uh, the breach. Uh, John, yeah, John Breach was, uh, I don't know. Anyway, uh, okay. Oh, oh, in fact, uh, Ricky Nystrom in, in the YouTube chat says, I feel like CD should go by his given name of Sedarian. Powerful sounding name. Agree. But CD Lamb, that is a name. Somebody texted me today and said, every time I hear CD Lamb, I think about that text that you, which actually happened. We were watching the Oklahoma game. My wife was like, why, why is there football on? What is happening? It's not just an NFL one right now. I was like, uh, it's a prospect. Name one, C.D. Lamb. She was like, you're clearly lying and making stuff up. Right. That's from, um, whatchamacallit. The, one of the person's it? greatest te- tweets of all time. No, it's, I mean, it's just a standard interaction in my house. Welcome to Crazy Town. Uh, <laughs> let's, you're, uh, you're the mayor. Let's go and clip that and save in the blackmail file, Debo. <laughs> Amar- so, somebody asked Amari Cooper or Des Bryant, which would you take? Uh, Mari Cooper, because he's in the league. <laughs> I mean, I, I guess career. In their prime? In their prime, I'm taking Amari Cooper, because Des Bryant was never going to beat you down the field. Amari Cooper's a better outrunner. Des Bryant was really good. Don't get me wrong. I like Des Bryant. Remember when I called Des Bryant a glorified tight end in the CBS like, social media account? To oh, out yeah. You that. got mad about that. Even Des is like, who, what? Like, you got what? mad. Your words <laughs> blew up in your face. All right, let's go. Debo's got stuff to do that doesn't involve listening to you talk about Des Bryant ducking on you. Cool. Uh, all right. Thanks to all y'all for hanging out in the UTAB, U, UTAB chat. Uh, YouTube chat. Thanks to Wilson and Breach for hanging it down. Hang, I'm, who am I talking about? Sound like me. You're cut off, man. Right. Let's wrap. Let's wrap. Hello, fellow Debo guy. <laughs> See you guys. <laughs> <laughs>